from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I almost hit a deer last night. Deer, deer, and more deer. It's all about the deer. Deer. Well, you, 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 you broke the monitor. You broke the monitor. What did you do? Uh, oh, it's, it's firing back up again. I got this. Good morning, boys. Welcome to the Big and Wild. Hi. <laughs> I was watching the deers on the uh, on the cam there, and then uh, you go to move it, and you blew the whole thing. Oh, okay. It's, it's back. And oh. we're back. Looking to see if there's any of those budding bucks on there. There uh, is right there. First one to your right. There's some, there's some growth going on there, yeah, man. What I, they are they were, feeding them bad boys, man? They weren't feeding them anything last week, but now we got some corn back. I corn. Think, I think they, uh, it, it was broke last week. It had to have been. Uh, corn don't grow no horns, right, Bill George? Nope. Nope. It ain't nothing but a hot food, man. It's like giving them lollipops. That's all it is. It's all lollipops. Lollipops. Oh, look. Uh, Tell you. Uh, they just switched from day to night, and now it's in color. So it's one to your color. right, one to the back. I think this one here on your left, too, or is that? Yeah. Yeah, there's, man, there's some big yeah. old boys coming gonna in there. They're going to be big man. this year. So what they them? are watching is the live cam yeah, sorry, on bigandwild.com. <laughs> you know, every time we come in here, Slick usually has this thing uh, fired up and... Uh, it immediately grabs our attention. I, I tell you, I don't know how many day. years I've been doing this show with you, but I can tell you we have had the proverbial squirrel run through the yeah, studio exactly. on a constant basis, <laughs> and now there's a cam yeah. that he watches right. and distracts him at any moment. It's now, not me. It's last not, week for me, it was a gobbler. It was a that big was old there. turkey, yeah. I mean, there was like four gobblers. or five of them last week. <sighs> oh, they're coming in by the... It, it, you know what it is? I, what gets my attention is as a as an outdoory person, you kind of look to see who who moves through the cam throughout the day. It's it's one the, of those things where you know the deer come in early, the raccoons and everything got you know at night, and the deer come in early, and then they leave, and then the turkeys kind of peck around and show but, up about uh, nine or so. Well, or you for know? me, for me, more than that, it's. When there's multiple of the same species, to me, it's always interesting how that social interaction goes. Oh, there's some does down there on the end. They're stomping and, you know, already setting the boundaries for the younger ladies there that are uh, at the feed trough. Jesus, there's like <laughs> seven of them. They're like backing them up like, uh, you girls are going to have to wait till till we're done, okay? Big mama got to eat first. Then <laughs> <laughs> they're pawing and doing all that, and uh, they're setting the hierarchy already and uh it's not even summertime it's just amazing how fast antlers grow i mean it is amazing how blazingly oh, fast incredibly they grow. fast it, you know and you would think uh you, you break your leg or, or a bone or something the doctor's like oh you got to keep that cast on for at least six weeks and we have to keep an eye on it for at least a couple of months and make oh, sure ha, that, ha, very funny yeah, make sure it's kind of fused, <laughs> make sure it's fusing properly and all this other stuff and i'm going well, why are my bones growing so slow when an antler, uh, when a deer can grow a full set of antlers in uh, 
few months. Because you're not eating whatever's in that corn. That's why. No, I'm telling you, corn no. doesn't do it, man. Your your body did grow like that at one point when you were a kid. Yeah, you're it, right. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I, I can remember my son just sitting there in agony because his body was uh, growing so fast. It, I did, it just, yeah. You know, everything stretching and moving and... It's just, it's just painful. Yeah, my son's uh, gone through that quite a few times, as we've all seen, <laughs> where he would be sitting there, you know, with his fist, you know, pounding on his thighs, you know, just kind of massaging him like, you all right there? He's like, oh, yeah, my thighs are killing me. They're killing me. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, you know, a hot bath or a walk. You know, that's what my dad used to always say, you know, you get out and you, if you're walking, you don't think about it. and. You know, he's not going to fill you up with aspirin and all that other stuff, but uh, take a walk. Walk it off. Do what you can. <laughs> but anyway, welcome in, everybody. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I'm Braden Gunn. There's Vince Noble. Good morning. And there's Bill George. And Slick is over there uh, still nursing his, his walking cast. I didn't mean to say it like that. I, 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 I get it, man. That's an attack on me. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I come in here early on a Saturday, way earlier than you guys, to I make am. sure that everything's whoa, good, whoa, and you're whoa, like, whoa, whoa. all right, Bill, we get it. We get it. <laughs> this is my moment, and you just ruined it, Bill. Thank you. He was, he, he was going to take his uh, bow and uh, be good with it, so, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, what, what's the prognosis on that bad boy? How much longer you got for the, uh, We'll know till Monday. For the wrap. Monday, go to see the orthopedic doctor. See what I said? You know, it's like, I got to keep this on for a while, and then we got to make sure it's mending, and then take another x-ray, and then we'll come back, and we'll do a follow-up in about six weeks, and then... They just want to charge me for the x-rays. I think so. I think that's what it is. It's it's exactly what it is. You guys are all about conspiracy theory, man. You got to help. You got to heal, bro. Well... How about conspiracy okay, What's theory? conspiracy about them wanting to charge you more? <laughs> I turned around. My Bell's palsy. I went to a neurologist twice. He says, there's nothing we can do for Bell's palsy. Nothing. It just takes time. Okay? Oh, by the way, come back for a follow-up visit. Yeah. You go for a follow-up visit. Oh, yeah, we can't do anything for Bell's palsy. Uh, We're literally going to tell you the same like, thing we said the last time. Why so it's kind of like IT you? customer support. Why am I coming to you? And then... Then all of a sudden, eight months later, after I say I'm not coming anymore, he calls and asks to be re-referred to him again. I need you to refer yourself back to me so we can. Like, <laughs> My wife just bought no. a new Mercedes, so I need you to come back and for a few more <laughs> visits and uh, get that a few initial payments yes. under the belt. The, the <laughs> difference between doctors and IT departments, too, is I can't just go to my doctor and turn him off and turn him on again. Yeah, <laughs> Not without is, a lawsuit. That is true. <laughs> I, my, uh, uh, my son's learning that with his little stomach issues, having to go through the initial consultation, then we'll see you in two weeks, and then we'll go from there. I mean, it's the whole spectrum. But speaking of conspiracy theories, have you seen the uh, conspiracy theory fo- uh, f- encircling the bird flu? Have you... Uh, you know, we've reported it here on the yes. show a couple of times that, uh, you know, that it's affecting uh, the chicken farmers. And then, of course, they were uh, worried that it was moving on into uh, wildlife, wild birds. They're, they're and saying, they they like, oh, yeah, don't feed any birds. Don't feed don't, any birds. Don't feed birds. You know, uh, don't do take down your bird feeders. Uh, don't be throwing out handfuls of bird seed and all that, all that kind of stuff that goes along with it. And uh, the bird flu, of course... They're saying that, you know, it's a pandemic and that we're going to have to kill all these millions of chickens. And First of all, what is a group of birds called? 
A flock? flock. A flock. Well, they well it depends because you got to murder. It doesn't matter murder. if there's food out or not. Gaggle. They're a flocking species. <laughs> they, they, that they are. They, they are a flocking species. But there was a story that came out of uh, Pennsylvania up there where they're saying they're addressing the food safety as the virus rampages. I love these words that they use in oh, titles yeah. these days. Rampages uh, through the commercial industry. And they're saying that about 3.4 million birds have been impacted. And what they're doing is they're they're not going to. You know, go out there and give a little shot or a couple eye drops of medication to each and every bird. So the easiest solution is to go ahead and just euthanize them all and <coughs> bury them over. in a hole and get some more chicks and wait around for whatever it is they do. They're saying Pennsylvania's $1.7 billion poultry industry is uh, going to be uh, greatly affected by it. And, of course, uh, I was in the grocery store uh, the other day and... I did notice Bill George's prices on my eggs, two ninety nine for a dozen eggs. So you know it affects everything. But getting to the conspiracy side of it, okay. Get this now. Now they're saying there's a lot. There's a conspiracy side of it that says the bird flu, uh, avian bird flu epidemic is a complete hoax. How is that even possible? They're saying it's a big hoax create, to create fear and more profits for big pharmacy. Pharmacy? Yeah, pharmaceutical. Because remember now, you know, remember, uh, it, well, they go back in time. They say George W. Bush first declared the bird flu pa- pandemic in 2006, an apocalyptic warning of imminent danger that kicked in massive federal funding to develop a new flu shot. To incorporate uh, this new virus. Remember, everybody had to get the bird flu shot. Got to get the bird flu, avian flu. It's going to wipe out half of humanity. It was pre-COVID. And, uh, of course, the pandemic never came, but lots of people made lots of money off of it. So now they're seeing it's They're recycling it, and they recycled it in the Obama administration in 2015. Again, bird flu pandemic they destroyed thousands and millions of poultry, especially in Iowa, <clears throat> a state that produces the most eggs, by the way, uh, and announced the pandemic allowed them to take certain measures to take certain fear among the public and then again dumped more money and lots of stuff into big pharmaceuticals to do what? Come up with a new avian flu vaccine and do all the other stuff like that. So after covid you can expect any time that anything happens like this, this is going to have a conspiracy theory attached right to it. I think it's just that Bill George, he started all this so he can actually extend turkey season for a little bit. Oh, he yeah. goes, look, let's, I need another, I need more turkeys to protect from the avian flu. Well, that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's out there protecting us all. He's out there killing wild turkeys so that uh, they could save the, the precious lives of those that are surrounding the Green Swamp area. He's and, a model murderer. And we know that Green Swamp area, you know, it kind of – you know that we when that west wind blows across or east wind blows, it could go right over Disney. Oh. You're saving thousands and thousands okay. of lives, Bill George. Let's not bring up Disney World right now. Why I'm not? not very happy with them. Why not? <laughs> you want to go to the pan? You want to go to the conspiracy theory side of it, or do you want to? <laughs> yeah, which way you want to go, Bill? Pick pick a side right now, buddy. But but again, this I I, I this gentleman sent me this story and said that I heard you guys talking about the bird flu last week, and then he goes, dude, it's all a big hoax for big pharma. 
And I was like, are you serious? Or how, would you, how would you know that? And he sent me this link from Health Impact News. And they go, they go through this whole thing about how the CDC admits that avian flu does not get transmitted into human beings. It doesn't transfer. It's rarely infected people. And uh, the previous bird flus. How uh, rare is rare? Well, well, if it hurts one person if, uh, with diarrhea, rare. we got to solve it. <laughs> no, it's rare. What, is that what it is? <laughs> it just says one person? With diarrhea. I mean, oh, it doesn't okay. even have to kill them. we got to oh. extend turkey season for one person with diarrhea. At, at least. Well, I will say this. that uh, uh, there, And then, of course, it goes on to say this is all just part of the big agenda for the Great Reset. So let's just, you know, well. let's just get ready for that. Uh, speaking of getting ready for the big reset, uh, our friend uh, Tom Free sent me some nice photographs. I'll have to put them up on Big and Wild. Ooh. He uh, got himself a very, very, very nice bite out there in New Mexico. Was on the in the process of going for number two, and then after that, he was going to uh, head down to Missouri and see if we couldn't tag out there and, on his and, Missouri. And bird. this weekend is the big reset for me. Yeah, because you're going to be shifting over from Turkey to Gator. I'm sure. No, no. What? Turkey in Florida to Turkey in Pennsylvania. Oh, Good Lord, so you're going to be gone next weekend is what you're telling us. And then I might get a Miriam <laughs> trip in. I don't know. We'll see what the world brings. So, again, you're not going to be here next weekend? Next weekend? I've told you for weeks and I weeks. don't know these things. Yes. Weeks are weeks, man. So are, you, are you not? Yes or no? I am not here okay. next <laughs> weekend. Not. That's what and, I'm saying. And I'm y'all are going to be out uh, broadcasting. Oh, that's right. We're at the, We're the at King, King of the Beach, baby. King of the Beach thing, yeah. Which you don't want to be at anyway. It smells like fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It smells like fish. You don't Shoot turkey in the face yeah. or king of the beach. Uh, I'm going king of the beach. Well, I'm sure there's going to be some sites out there at king of the beach that might get you in trouble, Vince. There's some. No. Uh, that's a that's a real. <laughs> there's some sites out there. <laughs> that's a hard. Uh, that's a hard little question. Now, you were pretty easy on that. If I had a chance to go up to Pennsylvania and shoot a turkey in the face, or go sit around at the uh, weigh-in. That's, a, that's a tough choice, man. Not, not for me. Yeah, because that's because there's going to be a reef donkey beer there. And there shrimp. you go, baby. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hang on. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Fred Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Looks like it's going to be a pretty good weekend. Give you a little fast cast a little bit later on in the show and tell you what it's going to be like. But uh, we heard mention that um, King of the Beach, it is coming up here next weekend. It's going to be uh, a big uh, big time head by all if you're, if you're not fishing in it. Uh, you don't have to worry. Be concerned about captain's meetings and all that other kind of stuff like that. But... Um, they are doing the uh, tournament and weigh-in on the Sunday, uh, I believe. Is it Sunday? Let's which which marina is it going to be out of? It's out at Madeira Beach. It's out there at Madeira. Madeira there. Beach. It's got their king of the beach right there, Madeira. And uh, they got the kid slam and all the other kind of stuff like that that they're going to have. <clears throat> all this other stuff. It's one of the largest... Uh, 
payouts in in the area. I mean, seriously. I mean, it is big money. Uh, we're talking a uh, quarter of a million dollars that goes out there, and of course, that's total cash and prizes and everything. Because they got different, they got six different divisions and sixty three <laughs> different ways to win with Calcutta's and and all the other stuff on the side. And, and well, and typically, everything. you know, with that, a lot of different people can participate. It's you get to some events, and it's just. You know, you have big boats that can get to where they need to be, and and they have the advantage. But in that particular tournament, just about anybody can go fishing. Well, not just anybody. Well, this I, is mean, oh, I mean, yeah, that's right. Vince can't. Vince you, cannot fish uh, it. Vince is working. He does not have the skill set. Well, no, you can. Oh, oh, wait. Hold that thought, Braden. <laughs> you just started a battle there, buddy. It depends on what. Now it's just going to be me and Braden next yeah. week because Vince has got to go show Bill George up. Yeah, it just, yeah pretty much. It, uh, it, it depends. Like I said, there's so many different divisions in here. I mean, there's so many different Calcuttas. There's six different divisions. There's 63 different ways to win. So if you're if you're not going to go out there and try to get you know the 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 largest smoker out there offshore, and bring in you know a fifty sixty pound king, you know uh, mackerel. I mean, um, you can go out there and get some smaller ones. You can get some Spanish mackerel. You can do. There's other divisions and things like that where you can get in there and and put your money in there and do do your thing. It is. It's a huge. It's a huge tournament, and it's just. You had so many people that were participating. I mean, there's huge boats. I mean, there's 40, 50-footers, 60-footers, trollers. What does the dance cost? <clears throat> well, it depends on what you want to, what you want yeah, to get in. Just get your foot in the door. If you wanted to get in there, um, it depends on. It really does depend on what division you want to get into. Because if you, uh, you, know, if you go down for a minor one, then uh, it doesn't cost very much. Uh, if you're going to get out there on a big, huge boat, it could be a lot of money. It could be thousands and thousands of dollars to get out there. But the potential is to win, you know, the big, big, giant payouts. I mean, uh, the big, 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 big money. But if you got like the, the guy, you got the Travelers Angler Division, you got the Ladies Division, you've got the Youth Division, you've got, uh, of course, all the Calcutta's off to the side, you've got all the other stuff like that, and it's just going to be huge. It's a big time ha- if you just go out there and hang out, it's a good time, especially if you're going to stay and actually watch the weigh-in. I used to go out there with the kids and and see some amazing fish come rolling in there. Really. So since Brayden took you all around the rabbit hole, Bill, the answer to your question is you just wanted to get in. If non-member, is two ninety-five to get in. Two ninety-five. If you're a member of Old Salts, it's two seventy-five. Yeah. Okay. That's but you have to be a member to get in first, and then you have to pay your entry fee. So that's Correct. a totally separate thing. Yeah. So uh, to get into the old salts, which you have to be a member of, it's a members, you know, fishing tournament. So let's say you're on a big boat and you're going for the Big Daddy Kings and all that stuff. It could be a couple of grand plus your int- plus your uh, membership thing. And then if you just want to do the Spanish Mac only, it's 155. That's what I'm saying. It's, so it's just not dep- terrible. It just no, depends on the no. division. It's not, and and anybody could win. I mean, there's very few people I think in that tournament. That has won multiple times. It's it's been a, a variety of people. Well, just last weekend, the Dogfish Twenty Five, um, Erica Amon, uh, she's my co-host on Living the Water Life. Correct. Her and her whole family won the entire thing. Overall, really? overall, ladies, everything, kids division, the whole shebang. Walked away with over six, sixteen grand. 
Wow. <laughs> that, fish, that fish was 25.6 pounds. Yeah, it was closest to 25 is what it was with the dogfish, 25. She was six ounces. <laughs> six ounces over, and there were a few that were under, you know, like 24 point and something or whatever, and there were a few others that were way over. She was actually telling me the other day that, because um, I finally got a hold of her, she finally got back from her celebration, mm-hmm. and then she was hopping a plane, now she's in Texas with the girls, and she's having a girls <laughs> trip in Texas. Of course. So I had to catch her in between the celebrations. That fish, she got spooled. She almost lost it. Really? She had to hand line it in. In order to get line back, to get on line the back, reel. yeah, yeah. Man. Well, I mean, and her son got one the uh, the youth division with the largest uh, Spanish mackerel too. So I mean, they they like, took it all overall. Third place in this, second place in that, first place overall, first place in the Spanish uh, mackerel division That's with ridiculous. the kid and everything. They went out there and fished hard, and and obviously found the right spot, found the right spot. But a lot of people did. There were a lot of great fish that came in last week. Uh, me and my daughter went out there and watched the weigh-in, and it was really nice. Sat out there at the, the Tiki Bar and uh, talked with Bill Burkett. He was there with his wild child, wild children. That half of them were eating, the other half were fishing. So, I was going to ask, were they fishing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to keep those kids away from the water. But uh, it was a good time, and we hung out there. It was a beautiful day, and lots of boats came in. And uh, Erica and her crew... We're just coming in as we were getting ready to walk out, and uh, they came in just under the wire, seriously, because you had to be in line by four. You had to be in the boat line. 3.45? I think it was like after four. I think you had to be in the boat line by no minimum of 4.30. So Good Lord. They were just pulling in and and getting everything unpacked. It was probably about four, four and some change when they were standing in line. Yeah, they cut it close. That's my girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's Erica. But uh, congratulations to her. What is it? What's the name of it? Offshore Therapy? Is offshore that... Team Offshore Therapy. Yeah, yeah, they they did they did extremely well. They really did. I'm proud of her, man. She, are they, are they gonna then, tell them about the treble hook? Oh uh, yeah, she got a she pulled a Bart man pulled the uh, the stinger hook right through her finger. Here, let me see if I can find it for you, Bill. Cut the bar, <laughs> pull it out. Tape it yeah. up, get right back on the reel, man. Forget oh, about it. Heck yeah. Well, if it's through and through. A little dark tape, a little dark tape that's and exactly a napkin, she, you can that, solve the world. Bro, that's that's exactly. right. Well, that, if it's through and through, then it's it's easier. Yes. There's before. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good hook set right there. And Yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, that'll, that'll itch. That'll itch later on. And there's after. Exactly what yep. she did. A little duct tape, a little, little napkin. <laughs> Good to go. What do you got over there? Rip off the bottom of that T-shirt. <laughs> Rip it up. Tie it up. Do what Been you got to do. done that. Oh, it is. Well, uh, congratulations to Team Offshore Therapy. Do you know if she's going to be uh, fishing in the Kingfish, uh, the big uh, tournament, or uh, King of the Beach? Yeah, she said she actually was invited to come out on somebody's boat. And I guess they saw she won dogfish, so they figured they'd bring her on for... Bring your luck over here. So I, she's not 100% sure yet, but she's about 85% sure she's fishing. Well, that's cool. Well, um, it's not a done deal. Just because you won one tournament doesn't mean you're going to hit them two in a row. That's for sure. But uh, Bill George is going to be heading out next weekend. He's got a sure thing waiting for him up in Pennsylvania. I don't know if it's a sure thing. Yeah, he's still going to hunt. No, they always they get one. You know, they know. Uh, little Billy's coming up. Make the, sure you tie a turkey over there to that tree over there by the field. I have had very positive uh Feedback coming from Pennsylvania right now on the number of birds. That are up. Hey, wait, does it count with the turkey wars with Toby? No. 
No. It doesn't count. It's not in the state. because Toby said you weren't going to get one anyways. Oh, yeah. He'll get one up in Pennsylvania. I don't think you've ever come back empty-handed from up there, have you? Mm, Many, many years ago, I struggled. Many years ago. Many, many years ago. The funny thing is, I used to think Osceola's were easy and the Easterns were the tough ones. No way. I, I struggled with Easterns when I first started hunting. Those turkeys would gobble like crazy and go five miles walking ridges. And, and it's like, and next thing you know, you're back to where you started. And it's like, if I would just learn not to chase them, let them gobble off. They'll, they'll make be a big, back. Yeah, they'll make a big circle and uh, come <laughs> they'll on be back. back. Well, now, you, you brought up an interesting thing because uh, our good friend Steve Austin used to say the same thing about turkeys is, they get up on those top of those ridges, and uh, you may be down in the valley somewhere, and you're calling like a crazy man, and they don't want to come back down. They don't want to come back down because then they have to go back up again. <laughs> it's like they're well, I don't know that the they laziest so birds la- in the world. <laughs> so they're they're like, lazy. I don't yeah. know that they don't want to go down because they don't want to come back up. I think some people say it's easier to call a bird up the hill. One thing is, if you're calling a bird up the hill and it sees something it doesn't like, it's a quick turn, hop in the air, and it just sails mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Here in Florida, that's not really a thing because we don't have that many big old hills for them to just jump over. But, um, you know, I, I haven't seen a humongous difference in uphill, downhill, side hill in, in what I've done. But I use the hills a lot if a bird's down in the bottom I try and time the crest of the hill and sit just back enough that when it gets into sight, because in Pennsylvania right now there's no leaves in the, the woods, so it's wide open. They can see you forever in a day, but if you use that roll of the hill, you can move, get set down, call him up, and when he crests that hill, he's in range. He comes right over the top. It's yeah. already a done deal. That kind of sounds like sight fishing up and down the waves. Over the waves, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Except you don't lead him so much uh, like you do when you're, doing, <laughs> right. when you're fishing. Uh, yeah. But. Well, we'll talk more about him when we get back. Of course, uh, when you come back, you'll be in full gator uh, mode, I'm sure, and we'll have to get on that pretty soon. But Oh, uh, yes. We're going to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Hang on. We'll be right back. Hold on. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Frank, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you this on this uh, beautiful Saturday you going to go out and do some stuff today. It'll be a good day to go fly a kite. It's going to be breezy this afternoon. Highs around 84. Not much of a chance for rain today. It's going to be a butamous day. And tonight's going to be even nicer. It'll be down to about 70 degrees. The winds will be uh, subs- uh, subsiding and it'll be a lot clearer tomorrow. I love how the description comes through on uh, Bay News. Mostly sunny and delightful. That's what we're describing on Sunday. It's going to be delightful. Get out there and have a great day. Is that your Bay News 9 voice? Yeah. What was that? You know, I got to put on some weird wow, wow, loud shirt and then, you know, kind of get all pukey on the radio. 
tomorrow it's going to be uh, 84. It's going to feel like 91, which means, hello, the humidity is, is roaring back. Yeah. It means summers are coming. It's roaring back. It's been a delightful spring, it, though. It, it has been nice. I enjoy. Yesterday was beautiful, and the day before was nice We've, with that breeze. Yeah, the breeze has been nice. I don't know that I'd always want to be out way offshore or something like that. But, Unless uh, you're kingfishing. Rougher it is, the better it is. It's just odd hearing Slick saying delightful. It is. He's usually not very happy, and he's like delightful. Why can't I be? Why can't I be both miserable and happy at the same time? You can't be the yin and yang at the same time. He can be miserably delightful. Listen, yeah, exactly, or delightfully miserable, or absolutely, (laughs) or absolutely delightful. (laughs) I'm not always trying to be Debbie Downer, but damn, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) he got a broke leg, man. What are you? What are you chewing on over there? Mini chips. Ahoy. Is this like Radio One Hundred and One? Well, chips he, he was puking things. just a bit ago. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hey. things, I'm trying to get some weight back. You don't need any weight back, son. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that. We compliment. like you just the way you are. You're beautiful, Braden. Oh, really? Thanks. I appreciate it. You're so a pretty, pretty princess. I'm trying to get slimmed down so I can fit into the wetsuit and look really uh, svelte and gorgeous for the St. Pete Open. Are those That's like a keto August. diet mm-hmm. or whatever diet you were on for a while? I, I was doing that, and uh, it was working very well, but then um, I started getting that pain thing, you know, and started hurting really bad in my guts and stuff like this, so I started looking at the effects of the keto, and sometimes... Yeah, it's called your body needs veggies and some carbs and not all greasy meat. And sometimes uh, they cause uh, gallstones or whatever it is and all that stuff, so I think I might have been moving some stuff around it. So I pretty much kind of backed off of there and did what Vince just told me to do, because he's lost like 50,000 pounds already. 43. 43 pounds, so I was like... So there's a lot more cantaloupe and uh, vegetables and fruits in the house than there are uh, pork chops and bacon. And I, I, hey, I'm not, yeah, I'm, not throwing any, I'm not throwing any bacon out. Are you out of your mind or you're crazy? So are we going to this this year or what? I, I, I want to go. I'm trying to talk my son into getting on somebody's boat. He needs to call David Doble and go I told with him. him. I told him. I said, dude, I, I got... Uh, I got, uh, you know, Dean Earl and Scott Hooker. They're always out there, you know, killing stuff. You got uh, the Noble clan that's always out there killing stuff. I got Dan and Sandy uh, that are uh, big-time yeah. divers. They're in it every year. And then I was like, dude, if you want to get on a boat, <clears throat> I know at least 20 people that will stick you on a boat and get you out there if you want to go. He doesn't want to go. I want to go with my friends. I'm like, Dude. Dude, you get an opportunity to go out and go spear fishing with Ish and uh, David Doble. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the reef donkey. Your boat? friends will have to. Your friends, my friends would have to wait. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back a little later. I'm gonna go out he over wanna, here. How come he doesn't want to go with Dean? Uh, <clears throat> he knows Dean. That's his friend. They're friends. Dean's hardcore though, man. Well, Dean I is. Mean, uh, you know, he and Hooker, man, they're 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 hardcore. They're uh, like they'd be like trying to go out. Uh, if you, I know we're talking about. This is Chinese to everybody else, but these are friends of ours that we've known for many, many years and big hardcore divers and all that stuff, all members of the clubs. And like Bill Hardman also owns Aquatic Obsessions right down, the down road. on Central. And uh, he wants he wants to be the guy who teaches my son scuba. He it's his, you know, ever since he was a kid, he was like, when he's ready, when he's ready, I get first shot. When yeah, he's but ready, Bill's get... crazy, dude. He does all that nitrox and goes like a thousand. <laughs> but in reality, that's the guy you want to teach uh, your course. kid to do the of course. to do the easy stuff. You want the guy that knows all the hard stuff, the hardest way to do it, can teach you the easiest, easiest way to do it. You know what I mean? True. So um, I would feel comfortable with him, Dean, Hooker, Doble. Sure. That's who I'd feel comfortable sending my kids with. Yeah. And, I'm, <clears throat> you know, he wouldn't. 
he wouldn't do it when he was young because, which I didn't know, I think we talked about on the show. He's, the pressures. Yeah, the growth plates. It's like, you know, if you get a kid down there and he's too young, it can actually stunt a child's growth. And I was like, what? I guess that does make sense. I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, I heard that wives tale about smoking and everything else growing up, but I never heard <coughs> diving down into the deep, deep, darny brine is, uh, will stunt a child's growth. And he goes, oh, yeah, man. Growth plates, all that stuff, everything. That's uh, You put a kid under... He says, you don't remember uh, the understanding of the tremendous amount of pressure that your body's under at 60 feet of water. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of pressure on your body. When, when you put it like that, I mean, we all know that. We think about that, but we don't think but you about don't what it's it. doing to us. Yeah. And uh, he said, uh, so I'm not going to teach your kid till he gets, uh, till he's probably at least 13 or 14. So Game on. Let's go. He's going to be oh. turning 15 on Monday already. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. Aren't you old? Dude, See how old you feel now? I have a picture of him at the house in that tree. Remember that? What was it? Thanksgiving? You guys came over. Thanksgiving, yeah. And he was like three feet tall. I know, <laughs> climbing up all up in your trees, man. Good lord! Now you'd just be breaking branches off, going up there. <laughs> what are you even feeding that boy? My I God! I may have some dive gear that'll fit him. I, you do? I may. What we tried to give you is, we tried to give him your boat, and he, he wouldn't take it. Hey? Yeah, he was like, uh, oh, "Is there a motor on it?" No. Well, how am I going to get home? I don't know. But then he busts my chops about giving him a boat. <laughs> my birthday's boat. Are you going to give me a boat? Yeah. <laughs> I got a boat for you. It's even wrapped up. I'll even bring you to go get the boat. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, it's sitting right over at Bill George's house. you ready for pickup. Go get him one of those little, like, cozy coop boats that they sell and put a little trolling motor on the back. There you go. Or, you know what? Just give him a little model boat. Here you go, buddy. Here's your boat. Put it together. <laughs> He wants to work. He wants to save. He wants to do it the hard way. And I was like, okay, whatever. Well, okay. He could pay me for the boat, and then I'll turn around and take the money and invest it back in his alligator permit or something. I don't uh, know. Uh, he does want to do that, too, this year. Wait, he wants Bill, to go I'll, kill I'll, alligator. I'll get the boat and pay you for it if you get my alligator <laughs> tag. <text. Yeah. laughs> which, which the application is coming up May 6th through 16th if you want to hunt. Uh, alligators in the state of Florida d during the public waters hunt. The public water hunt is August 15th through November 1, and the application period is out there starting May 6th. I know if you go to myfwc.com and then you go click on a little icon that says hunting, there is a section for alligator. It'll give you all the information about the public alligator hunt, of which at this next commission meeting, hopefully it will finally be a done deal. And they'll approve the 24-hour hunt rule package for the alligators. Do you think there's going to be any uh, extreme opposition to that? Unless well, it's like homeowners on a lake or something? When they tried to do it the first time for me, they turned around. There was a lot of opposition. For him. Did you hear the words? I heard that. Yeah. I, I do you want, do you want really the great. recording? For I can me? give you the recording that goes <laughs> with the for him. Okay? <laughs> for it was added on the fly to a rule package. For me. For at me. My, for my, the Bill George rule. I at want my, 24 hours, dang it. But but they turn around and, um, yeah, I think I think it'll pass. I don't think it'll pass this time. Last time there was a lot of opposition from the uh, Florida Airboats Association and a few other people. They went out there. They were battle, uh, battling noise ordinances with mm -hmm. the airboats. Right. And they thought uh, there was some feelings that if they were allowed to hunt alligators all day long there may be more of a, a 
logic in today's society that says, hey, you can hunt during the day. You don't need to be out there at night running your airboat, which isn't which isn't the case. But if I'm living on the land, here's me playing devil's advocate. And I'm sure I'm going to I'm going to get a phone call or a text Mm -hmm. on this one. But if I'm living on the lake and it's a nice, quiet evening and I'm relaxing, I had a long week from work. The last thing I want to hear going by my house is. Okay. But you got to remember, okay. it's not all airboats that first, are being first used. Of all, first so. of all, if you build your house on the end of a runway, don't complain about the plane. Yeah, Vince. Okay. If you turn around and you want to <laughs> live on the water, you need to understand it's Florida. Whether or not it's Tampa Bay or you're out in the wilds of Okeechobee, there's airboats. That's what we use out there at times. And but I want to enjoy my glass of wine and my well, fire and not it. have to hear it. Enjoy you know, it. But it's not, all air, it's not all airboats. And I when know, you do, they're... I know. I'm just busting chops. But, and uh, it doesn't... The thing is, it doesn't matter because they're out there regardless of whether or not you're hunting alligators or not. They're just out there riding. Most of the time I'm hunting alligators and I've been out there in a kicker boat at night. The airboaters aren't hunting alligators. They're just riding around. At night? At night. No, they're not. They're hunting gators because I've been on two airboats hunting gators. Yeah. I can take you to a place right now. Just because you're doing something illegal. No gator season and there's going to be airboats everywhere. Why are you so serious all of a sudden? Yeah, I'm just saying. Just <laughs> look at all. Well, because I, you got to remember, they're not out there. Not everybody's out. Some are out there looking for hogs. Some are out there running no, around. I just get it. I'm just. They're they, frogging right they're, now. Yeah. This time of year, frogging. Are big. Them. So regardless of what they're doing, I still, if I, if it's been a long week, I don't want to hear it. But then the, go live in the middle of Disney World. Go no. put you a no wake zone sign right out there in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna help. <clears throat> I, I think uh, you're Did onto you, something, Bill George. I think if you're uh, if you're a newly arrived homeowner and you buy a piece of property that's on the waterfront, your realtor should be required to make you sign a piece of paper that says uh, that you acknowledge that you're living on a public waterway and that you will but, be inundated with guys who are allowed to fish off your dock, uh, day or night, or uh, move around the water as long as it's legal to do so at and, any given time. Correct, but here's the thing. That. You're going to get a lot of people that move in around you. You're going to get neighbors that also think the way that Vince does, and they're going to start. They're going to go vote in ordinances on the lake. Good luck. It's good public. luck. It happens all the time. You got people that'll yeah. move in next to a pig farm, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, well, we don't bind the smell." And then they get more and more people, and they're like, "You know what really gets to us? This pig farm smell." So then they vote the county ordinances to raise the taxes, and it gets rid of the pig Th- farmers. This, this it happens all the time. But for a waterway, is a completely different thing. It's a public waterway, and it's under. Uh, That's how it, no wake zones get added all the time into certain areas. No wake the- zone is a totally different thing because now you're actually destroying shoreline, and there's other reasons why you don't have a large wake. I'm destroying concrete barriers that they've built up along their stuff. Oh, yes. Those yeah, are worse. Takes time. Yeah, I mean, uh, our seawall, we used to have to backfill it all the time, man. There's those little drain holes that are there so the concrete can expand and everything else. That wave action, over time, it gets in between those cracks, and every time the wave goes in and sucks out, there goes another uh, handful of dirt. A handful but we of all dirt, know at the end of, of the day, the squeaky wheel is going to get the grease because if you get enough people complaining about it, then it's going to spread like wildfire. But it's a public waterway. is a totally but different thing. Bill will tell you that uh, you can pass ordinances where speed, uh, time that you can be there and stuff like that, but access, yeah. uh, dude, you, good luck. The 
Like yeah. I, I don't agree with it any more than you guys do, but at the same time, I just know that this is that process that will work, that people no, are just going to go in there. A farm, a pig farm is not a public uh, waterway. It's not, a, it's not something but, that's for public use. Come but, on, Bill, what you got? To Slick saying, that does happen on a regular basis where people are trying. We have these uh, what they call restricted hunting areas where people are trying to restrict where you can hunt, and that's happening. Oh, you can't be there that Right now, it's over in Lakeland on Lake Parker, where the residents are yep. upset about people going and hunting ducks, ducks hunting, on, yeah. on a sovereign submerged lands. And they were talking about meeting with FWC in order to try and create this restricted hunting area, which really wouldn't matter because it wouldn't impact that area at all. Because under the current things that they were considering, the hunters would be well outside of the boundary and so now the city is contemplating putting up signs warning people that the ducks may be baited, trying to get them to not be able to hunt ducks because of it being a baited site. Interesting. By baited by who? The homeowners? Oh, that the are homeowners. Let's go bait about the ducks. But oh. see, now wait a minute. I thought oh. feeding wildlife was illegal. So oh, especially uh, with you have an <laughs> issue with avian flu. Exactly. So if you're out there feeding uh, Florida malted ducks or greenbacks or but, anything else like that, that would be illegal. But Bill the George. thing is, if you turn around and you look at who's going to enforce said rule, they don't have the cojones to go after the landowners and say, listen, you're doing something illegal and we're taking the side of the hunter here. You don't have that. You have you have certain as people public- hide and and just want to stay out of limelight, not saying, "Hey, these people have a legal right to hunt in the state of Florida and they're exercising their rights." And say that in a public forum. And I want to get something clear too. That's I don't believe I'm not that guy who you are wants that to guy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the guy to complain about the noise, but that's why I brought that up because there are people are going to complain about it. Yeah, oh, sure. Well, it doesn't well, matter well, what you do. I man. would like to go back into the archives to complain. Here, Vince complained that a guy from New York what? came yeah, bro. and stayed no. in a condo above no. him. No, no, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me just explain that really, that's really a, fast. That's a little different. COVID just broke out. They told everybody not to come to Florida, especially people from New York, from New York City. He's from New York City. He lo- a week and a half into COVID. He's upstairs. He brought COVID to Florida. It's all his fault. And we got to take a quick break. So we're sponsored by Brandon Ford, guys. It's we'll be right back. Made sand, fall in the sea eventually. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the MMA fight of the weekend. It is the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, and uh, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you this morning. Uh, beautiful Saturday. It's going to be a good day to go out and play around, do whatever it is you want to do, do some fishing, get out and mess around out in the woods, do something nice, do something productive. It's all good. It's that time of year, man. Get out and get her done. It is gorgeous outside. It felt really good this Delightful. morning. Delightful. I think tomorrow is going to be... Uh, little bit sweltery it's going to be a little bit uh, more humid and then of course welcome into summer and uh, yeah a couple more weeks and it's going to be steamy and moist it's going to be oh yeah it's going to be <laughs> it's going well, to be it, fun, it, fun 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 uh, it, it's always funny for me i turn around i leave at the end of this month to go up to pennsylvania and i've been in such sweltering heat here for so long 
it's hard to think that I could be in below freezing weather again. And so you got to really, you got to really watch the news and see what the weather's going to be you like. Better pack properly, my friend. Yes, pack properly. Well, that that is true, and I, um, uh, I mentioned last uh, before uh, the half hour about our friend Tom Free, who went out and shot in New Mexico, and uh, he has had a jacket on, had his you know kind of heavy stuff on, and I was like. I was like, where did you get, where are you? And he's like, oh, New Mexico. And I was like, is it still cold there? He goes, it was pretty chilly this morning when I got up out here. Do you go from tank tops to long johns. Yeah, and you know, we, we, we forget about that and how many of our friends are still up there. There's still places where there's snow on the ground, for heaven's sake. Good right? Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> I, have, I have friends right now running all over the United States. They're hunting turkeys in every state. And just, it's, it's crazy watching them go and, you could be, they could be dang in South United States and Texas, and next thing you know, they're up in snow and hunting Miriam somewhere. It's it's crazy. Did you see uh, that uh, turkey that guy shot this past spring uh, up in Kentucky, that all-white uh, bird that he shot up there I off of public land? I know last year Dave Owens shot one like that in, well, one of the guys he was with shot one like that in Hawaii. This one here, uh, I wouldn't think that you know, this is. He got this one in between uh, Kentucky and Tennessee. He said it's uh, public land track. It's 170,000 acres between uh, Kentucky and Barkley Lakes in western Kentucky and Tennessee. And they said it's a really good prime turkey hunting player. He said up there. And this bird, they're not saying it's an albino. There, it's a genetic mutation that produces all white. And uh, this one here is a completely white bird and completely clean. I don't know what he shot it with, but he did a really good job of not messing up anything. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful bird. Oh, wow. And, uh, of course, it brings up the debate. You know, first off, how did the bird like that live so long out there with everything that could see it in the woods? Sure. This great ghost going through the woods. And then... Uh, you got uh, the people who, of course, anything that's out there that's white is, you know, sacred and beautiful and should be, you know, left alone and, you know, just live out its life as whatever it is, some sort of deity to people. I have no idea. And uh, so this guy is catching heck from one side saying you should have left it alone. Now, I'm talking even hunters are saying, you know, you should have left oh, it alone and not killed Other it. hunters are the worst. Yeah, why, why why would you kill that? You know, I mean, I love that when they say it, when they say the words, why would you kill that? And I would say, why not? I mean, uh, what the meat's purple? It's, it, it's, it's different. It's a legal what? animal to harvest. Exactly. Just like any deer, whether or not it's legal or not, when you look at it, you decide, is that what I want to harvest at that point? But on the flip side, and I'll 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 throw myself under okay. the bus on this one. It's just like me not. Harvesting a shark. When you're allowed to harvest a shark, I don't harvest that's it right. because that's I don't. That's a choice, though. That's, that's my choice. choice. Yeah, Correct. And I'm choice. not, I don't fault you for your and choice. I, and I don't fault him either, but if that was I, me, I, I wouldn't I have think, shot the bird. I think oh, I you're just afraid of them, but. Um, I'm not afraid of sharks. But, I'm more uh, afraid of alligators than I am sharks. I'd have blown his head off. So. But, <laughs> you know, that, that I'm more afraid of pigs than I'm afraid of sharks and gators. That turkey was a lar legal harvest. That's right. It he says wanted to harvest that turkey. If you turn around right now, if Mother Nature has its way of cleaning things up, okay? Yes, it's more noticeable. That's why 
it gets removed from the gene pool at a higher rate than the rest of them. Can she work the a little pool. harder on the uh, human race? Well, yes. The the Wild Turkey Association literally came out and said, because they were getting so much crap and flack about all this stuff, the national director said that several, uh, I'm going to say leucistic, is that how it's pronounced? L-E-U-C-I-S-T-I-C, leucistic turkeys. They make the news each and every year and that there is no inherent conservation value to having these turkeys in the landscape. The organization fully endorses the taking of these types of turkeys as long as the local regulations are followed. Correct. So it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have any bearing on that poor turkey's been picked on its entire life because he was different. No, it hasn't. Those other turkeys stayed the hell away from it going, I don't know what Rudolph you are, man. No- or white blank turkey, I don't know. <laughs> Something it, like that. If if you recall when we were in Hawaii, we were seeing a a gobbler in the gray phase. It was a smoky gray phase. And if we would have had the opportunity and it would have come to where we could legally have hunted it, we would have shot it. Darn right. I, I, this, I, I've gotten a white buffaloes, white bear, white deer, white... Dude, if it's a white moose and it walks out in front of me, I, I'm I, boom, it's done. Uh, you know, I got no qualms about it. You're ruthless. No, well, what, no, what's the difference? There's no difference. I mean, if you're going to do that, then you say, well, you can only shoot black bear. You can't shoot a cinnamon bear or a blonde bear or a light color bear or a change oh, yeah. bear or Look, a blue man, bear. They, got, they have rights too, man. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but, but your hair turned gray. Now you shouldn't be able to be with anybody no more. All right, we're going to take a break. Hour number two is right around the corner. Stay there. There's more to come from the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our friends over there at Brandon Ford right there on 301 Ammo. Right there. Right there. Go see them. <laughs> 